Hello and welcome to the Spiral Into Control podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dempsey, and I'm feeling really good today. I'm out and about. I just got done my workout, and that's uh, probably a big factor in me feeling good. Lately, I've been um, more disciplined about my diet and exercise, and uh, today was leg day, and I usually hate leg day. Actually, I always say leg day, but not afterwards. After you do a workout, I'm always glad I did a workout and I feel really good about it. So I'm out trying to find a post-workout meal, uh, but it's Monday. And I don't eat meat on Mondays. It's meatless Monday. I've been doing that for a long time. So I'm out at the local Triple O's. It's a burger place. And I'm hoping they have a meatless burger or a veggie burger in there um, because that's kind of what I'm craving right now and then I'll come out and I'll get on with the rest of this podcast so stay tuned for that And they did have veggie burgers at the Triple O's, and it was mighty tasty. So I can recommend it, if you like veggie burgers. I know not everybody does. I've always liked veggie burgers, even before I started this Meatless Monday thing. Um, Now, the veggie burgers at Triple O's are real veggie burgers, in that they're not meant to replace meat or um, imitate meat at all. It tastes like mushrooms and vegetables and whatever else is in it, um, which I like. Um, but if you're looking for something that is sort of like a meat replacement or they're trying to simulate meat, go to the A&W and try their meatless, or sorry, what is it called? Um, i trying to remember what they call it. Oh, the Beyond Meat Burger. And uh, that's probably my favorite Uh, meatless burger or veggie burger Uh, the beyond meat actually kind of tastes like meat Um, it's not exactly like a uh, a beef burger and if you give it to somebody they would they would know it's like there's something different about it but they wouldn't think it wasn't meat because it does taste like a meat burger Um, now it tastes so much like meat that I know like true vegans who are, are disgusted by it because it's this way too meat like and it reminds them of dead animals but um <laughs> i don't i don't do meatless monday because you know for that reason i'm okay with eating meat i do like burgers real beef burgers more than the than the um veggie burgers but i like the veggie burgers too so i have it every once in a while <clears throat> so now i'm at the uh at the local uh <laughs> Indian restaurant and I ordered some samosas um, for me and the kids uh, for our dinner at home because even with the kids I I subject them to meatless Monday I don't force it on them as a rule if they want to grab some meat themselves they they can do that but I won't be cooking meat on Monday so there's that uh, but yeah uh, it'll be about 10 to 15 minutes they said uh, before the samosas are done, so I thought I'd use this time to record more little bits of podcasts for you. Yeah, like uh, the last couple of podcasts were great. Uh, two podcasts ago, I, I did a podcast with my friend Jesse, and I tested out this new mic, which is working great. Uh, the only test that didn't uh, wasn't too good was uh, in the car. Um, I was 
trying to find a solution where I can drive and uh, podcast, record podcasts at the same time. Um, so I thought I'd use this mic. It didn't work too well. Um, and that's probably not due to the mic. It was uh, where I placed the mic. It was too far away from my mouth. So I got to find some way to to put it closer. But when you're driving, you don't want... this. Is It's not a lavalier mic in that it's not, there's no wire... Um, keeping the microphone away from the phone. So, you know, I don't want this phone right next <laughs> to me while I'm driving. Uh, that's a distraction. So I'm still looking for a solution for that. But uh, other than the whole driving and, and speaking at the same time, uh, this mic, I think, is working pretty good for us. Um, uh, yeah, and then I did a Remembrance Day podcast, which was a little bit more sober, serious, I noticed even as I was speaking in in that one, I was I was quieter and uh, listening back um, and replaying that one. Yeah, it was a very different tone than I'm I'm used to. But uh, yeah, today's different. Today I'm in a more joyful mood. I'm feeling great, and that's great because that's partly what this podcast is about: is about uh, feeling better, um, personal development, uh, health, wellness, improvement. Um, I love those topics. So uh, today I'm going to get into uh, a related topic. Um, if you're not uh, familiar uh, with my podcast or haven't listened to this before, um, you won't know this. But if you have, you you know that I'm I suffer from a Nears disease, which is uh, an inner ear disorder. It makes me dizzy every once in a while. Uh, but I like to talk about the other symptoms and the other ways it can affect. Uh, my life and uh, what I do to cope and I think those things are applicable to a lot of people uh, whether you have an illness or or any other obstacle that causes you to from not living the life to the fullest um, that uh, there are things you can do and there's ways of thinking ways of being and uh, ways of eating ways of exercise or just ways of living that can help and that's helped me immensely in my life um, so I don't know how I'm how much of it I'm gonna get into in this segment I might leave it for another one because like I said I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for my samosas to be cooked and then I'll have to cut it off but uh, I'll just start on the topic I want to talk about two things uh, brain fog and also social anxiety I'm not sure if that's the right word to use in this situation or in this context that I'm using it, social anxiety, um, because uh, it'll, be, it'll be more clear as I, I speak, but uh, I'm going to go with that word for now. Maybe as I speak, um, I'm going to find another word that's more correct. I don't. I never speak from notes <laughs> so far, so I just kind of kind of riff on, on whatever topic comes to my mind, and those are the two topics. So brain fog and social anxiety, and also related to that, um, how I cope with that is, I guess, uh, self-rehabilitation. That might be a good word for it. Um, personal rehabilitation, um, not only in your health, but socially. Social rehabilitation, I'm not sure if that's a real term, but we're just going to go with that. Um, so let's start with brain fog. So one of the, the symptoms of Nears disease is, is dizziness. And that's the most acute symptom. But in between the dizzy spells, sometimes I feel, well, brain fog. That's a, what we 
like to call it. It's a popular term for it. Uh, where you know you're not as sharp as you could be. Um, you feel cloudy like, you, like you're in a dream state. Um, fatigue. Uh, you're very tired. Lack of energy. Um, that sort of thing. And sometimes it's worse than other times. Um, so that's what I may mean by brain fog. Now you can fix that sort of thing by diet and exercise. That's a boring solution. But it is the solution. Um, you know, the if if there's you got a diet, uh, eat eat well. I'll say eat well. I mean, diet is a is kind of a taboo word word for some people. I don't mean eat less or try to lose weight or anything like that. But um, I want to say more on this in a in a future podcast. Like I said, in this segment, it's going to be short, so I don't want to start down the road of diet. So let's just flag that for for the future. Um, I'll give you more specifics. But there are different foods that you can eat um, that help with energy um, and help uh, your you know in in your cognitive space. Um, helps you be sh- sharper in mind and thought and thinking. And I'm also going to experiment with a few things in the future that I've read about um, and heard about, um, but I haven't as of yet had the opportunity to uh to try them out in 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 the way of supplementation and medication um to help uh um with uh cognitive matters uh brain function um there's things like cbd oil um and also there's a supplement called alpha brain those are two were recommended to me by somebody who who had uh, Meniere's disease and he he deals all the time with with brain fog and he said those things help um, now CBD I haven't been allowed to take um, just because it's a it's a cannabis product and I was a truck driver for very, very long I was a drug tested and that's a no-no you're not allowed to do any of that but I'm not, not driving trucks at the moment uh, I might never drive trucks again so now's the time <laughs> now's the time to experiment with that um, there was also other things that were prescribed to me by my doctor that I wasn't allowed to use as a driver. So, it's, yeah, like I said, now's the time to try those things. So, um, yeah, on that topic, diet and exercise, I'm going to put a, a, let's put a flag on that and and uh, just bookmark that and come back to it at a later time. Because like I said, um, I'm going to keep this brief. And so the, the next thing is is social anxiety um i'll just touch on that in in a few in a few minutes we have in this segment and i'll say more about it later but uh i'm not sure if social anxiety is the right word because at least not for me um i'm not so much i don't have anxiety as far as social situation go i'm a very outgoing person even though i am an introvert when i am in social situations i'm fine um i like to talk and i like people so i'm okay with that um so i'm not sure if it's the right word but what i mean by that is i hold back often from going out and putting myself in social situations to begin with for fear that i might come I might have a vertigo episode. So that's greatly affected my social life. You know, I have a lot of friends that I would see more, uh, family members that I would see a whole lot more um, if it weren't for this illness. Um, 
I'm always worried. It's always in the back of my mind all the time. You know, am I going to get dizzy today? Is today a, a good time? Um, um, because I've had a lot of times when I was in social situations, I'm at parties or get-togethers, meetups, and um, the dizzy spell happens, and I'd have to, I had to go somewhere else, go home, or sit in my car, find a spot in the park in the grass, and, and kind of close my eyes for a little while, and. Sometimes it's even worse than that where people would call the ambulance on me. That's happened three times at work. I had a different job I used to have where I was a crane operator. After the third time, it was just like, okay, I'm not going to be a crane operator anymore. They would call the ambulance and I would say, don't do that. I'm fine. I just need to rest. But uh, they have to do what they have to do. And they call an ambulance and I get taken away, right? Um, another time was when I was a, I'm a, I'm a web developer and I was with a client and uh, it was downtown, and we were at a coffee shop, and and the dizzy spell hit, and I had to shut that down, um, or finish the meeting early, and I just walked out to an alley and and <laughs> fell asleep, or tried to sleep, and uh, yeah, and it was right and happened to be right next to a fancy hotel. So they came out, and people who operated the hotel came out and said, "Hey, you can't be here." And I'm like, can you just give me a few minutes? And they said, okay, no problem, lie down for a little bit. But then they called the ambulance. And I got taken to the hospital. So those are a few times. Actually, all the times, the four times that I was taken away on a on an ambulance because of this. But there's other times where it's affected me, where it wasn't so, you know, it wasn't so dramatic as an ambulance ride. Um, you know, I remember the last time it hit me really bad was at my son's uh, birthday. I had been planning this birthday for a few weeks and uh, was right into it, and as I always am with my kids' birthdays. And yeah, we planned laser tag at, at this place, and at the last minute, I had a dizzy spell, and it was really bad. So I still I didn't want to stay home, so I just you know sat in the passenger side of the car and just sat and for hours just waiting for this thing to pass and. You know, my kids and their friends and, and family was, you know, inside the laser tag place having a good time while I was in the car. So those are a few examples, and I can I can go on and on because I've had this for 15 years. But those events, every single time something like that happens, it makes me pause whenever somebody says, hey, what are you doing on Friday night or whatever? <laughs> I don't want to make a commitment or make any promises. Um, yeah, so I remember um, not too long ago, I had a friend. I contacted him because I he, we reconnected on Facebook. We were good friends in junior high school, and I hadn't seen him since then. So I guess I hadn't seen him for well, a long time. <laughs> and I was looking forward to seeing him at the last minute. I just felt kind of, I didn't have a dizzy spell, but I felt kind of a little bit nauseous for, for for a few seconds and that's all it takes just like oh I feel a little bit uneasy oh I gotta cancel that meeting or I gotta cancel that that get together oh I gotta I can't attend that party I can't attend that event yeah so what can I say about that um, social is that social anxiety I guess it's related um, but uh, yeah I wish I had a, a, another word for it 
Um, but just let's just call it avoiding social situations, avoiding going out, um, sometimes becoming a hermit. Uh, things like that um, can affect somebody with Meniere's disease. Now, you might not have Meniere's disease, you might have something else, but uh, I know I'm not alone, and um, I, I know there's a lot of people who who, who suffer from this or uh, awkwardness uh, regarding social situations because of, of whatever. Maybe it is social anxiety for you, maybe it's something else. So in the next segment, I want to say more about that. But I think my samosas are ready, so see you in a bit. Okay, so now I'm at a coffee shop, or just outside a coffee shop in my car. Um, it's kind of weird. The, there's a car next to me, and there's a lady sitting in the passenger seat. And she's like watching me talking to my my phone <laughs> it's kind of weird i guess if i like held my phone like i was just talking to somebody on the phone it would look more normal but i have this uh big fat mic with a wind cover on it so it looks kind of funny <laughs> but oh well you know sometimes you got to do stuff even though it's uncomfortable so i'm just gonna keep on recording this podcast yeah so like i said i'm at this uh coffee shop I'm meeting a friend here, and uh, it's funny because uh, based on the the last topic we were talking about uh, with this social anxiety um, and always being worried that I might get dizzy. Between that last segment and now, um, there's a muscle car right next to me. I don't know if you can hear it. Ford Mustang. He's loud. Uh, but anyways, between... Uh, between uh, that last segment and what I'm recording now, I had a moment that was exactly what I was talking about, where I started feeling a little bit nauseous, and right away, a panic sets in. And uh, I began to think, oh no, I think I should cancel on the guy tonight, uh, because I might get dizzy, and I don't want that to happen, so yeah, maybe I should cancel. And it's at those moments, you know, where I have to stop and take a breather and try to separate the symptoms because um, it's not all one thing it's not all Meniere's disease you know it's like you have symptoms in your inner ear that cause other things and uh, you know one of those things might be vertigo other things you know it could be panic and panic can be induced by emotion and thought and uh, I'm learning. I'm learning to separate those symptoms and realize that, okay, no, I'm just panicking now. I'm just worried. Um, I should I should still go out. So I went home and we ate the samosas and I had a breather and uh, just relaxed for a while and, and hung out with the kids, had a good time and had some laughs. And I feel good again. So I'm out. So now, you know, I'm a bit half an hour, uh, sorry, a bit early, about half an hour uh early for uh, my meeting so uh, I thought I'd continue on with this podcast so I wanted to talk about what to do about that situation about feeling anxious about going out about doing things because um, it's a form of procrastination in a form of um, I don't know deferring life <laughs> really putting those uh, the, the things that are important to you um, on hold 
um, be it uh, career choices, job choices, uh, uh, social occasions, um, workouts, whatever it is, you kind of put it on hold and because of your symptoms. And he just can't keep doing that. And I know it's easier said than done, but my only advice that I'd like to give at the moment, um, I'll say more in future podcasts, but at the moment is, as cheesy as it sounds, just get out of your comfort zone and do stuff. Just get out there and do it. I know it's easier said than done, and um, we're all at different places in our life. Um, some of us have different uh, disabilities or um, whatever. Uh, for me, it's Meniere's disease and this uh, vertigo problem that's been plaguing me for the last 15 years. Um, just do as much as you can. I remember when I was in uh, vestibular rehabilitation, um, where it's basically, I don't know if it helped at all or anything, but, you know, you look at spots in your wall, on the wall while, you know, doing turns and motions and movements and balancing on beams and, and things like that. Maybe it helped a little bit, but, um, but I remember when I did f my final session of that, um, um, the, uh, the therapist said, uh, her advice to me is just be as active as possible. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's easier, easy for you to say. And then uh, I remember uh, an ENT specialist said the same thing to me, you know, just do as much as possible and uh, just uh, be as active as possible. Again, I thought, easy for you to say, man. But the therapist at vestibular rehabilitation, she went on in more detail. She says, you know, if you just keep lying down after every single, you know, every time you feel a little sick, what you're doing is debilitating yourself. So my advice now to you, anybody listening, no matter where you're at in life or what you're doing is don't debilitate yourself. And that was very good advice. And it made a whole lot of sense. Just do as much as you can. Um, you might not do every, be able to do everything you want to do or everything you were able or used to be able to do, but f figure out what the bare minimum is that you can do. I have this philosophy, not my philosophy, but I've, I've heard it, other people say it, is to have no, no zero days. So you want every day to be a non-zero day. Now, what's a zero day? It's a, zero, a, a day where you do nothing. <laughs> You just do absolutely nothing done. Now, for somebody who's a type A and you're always doing something done, that might be a good thing to get some R&R. &R. But for somebody, if you're, uh, you know, suffering from a bit of a disability or, or whatever, and, you know, you have a zero day where you do nothing, you lie in bed, that can lead to another day, another day, another day, a week, a month, a year, a life, or you're not doing anything. Um, so what I did was I keep a list and I still do it. I have a list of, of things, of, of things I wanted to do, like the, the, the bare minimum that I need to get done every day. And that list has grown over the years. You know, it could start with just one thing, like at some point in the day, get up and make your bed. It's a small thing, but, you know, it, this, there's a snowball effect of writing things down, calling it a goal, and achieving those goals. Setting out to do something and then doing it. It boosts your morale, it boosts your confidence, and you start to build momentum. 
and I have that. I still that's still on my list. Make the bed. Um, and then you know, as you get stronger and more and more capable, um, starting to learn how to, how to cope with whatever disability you have, um, you're able to do more and more and more. Uh, so I added to my list meditate, and I've spoke about this many times before. Um, but yeah, meditation was like the biggest change and the most profound change in my life, um, most prof- profound and positive change in my life is meditation. And it used to, it just started out with like five minutes, ten minutes of lying down meditation, right? Sitting up at points like if you have Meniere's disease, you're dizzy, you don't want to sit up, you want to lie down. But just forcing yourself just to sit up and breathe and be conscious of your breathing um, is difficult. So if all you can do is lie down and be conscious of your breathing or focused on a meditation object for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, I built it up to 45 minutes to an hour. And then, uh, and then I started with sitting meditation. And then I went on to standing meditation and then walking. Now I do a walk every day, part of my list, walk every day. Um, and then different forms of motion. I did uh, qigong, uh, tai chi, yoga. You know, that might not be your thing, but, you know, find your thing where you can have just like a bare minimum motion. Another thing I got into a little while was darts, throwing darts. It's <laughs> it's a simple thing, you know, they call it a sport. It's not much of a sport because you're just standing there, you know, you can you can have a beer gut and be drinking a beer and be playing darts at the same time. But you're you're out and about and you're standing up and you're doing something. You know, so I got into that. I got into to uh, shooting guns um, and it just grows from there now I'm back in the gym lifting weights and some days I'm strong and some days I just I can't do it but uh, you do the bare minimum so don't debilitate yourself and that's my encouragement to anybody who's listening today um, yeah there's sometimes when you you're not feeling too good but you know have a list of things that are just your bare minimum you just got to get done and if you get done those bare minimum bare minimum things on your on your list you know get up get changed do your bed whatever you'll 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 build a momentum in life um where you're able to do more and more and more and have a more fulfilling day life you know so uh, that's what's helped me um, it's just, you know, I guess it's not any, nothing too profound or anything. It's just, it's just, uh, a life of philosophy that, uh, you just need to keep reminding yourself of. Um, you don't want to get down that path of debilitation. You want to self-rehabilitate, um, now I spoke about you know physical things, but this also applies to to social. Um, and socially, it's a bit difficult, especially if you're going somewhere far from home. And if you have my illness, which is Meniere's disease, and, and you think you might get dizzy, it does. It is a bit of a leap of faith, and you do have to get out of your comfort zone. Um, it is a risk every time you go out because you yeah you might get dizzy. But for me, like uh, the best thing I can say, and I know it's easier said than done, but I'm talking about myself here. I'm not speaking from you know from the outside I'm speaking from experience sometimes you just have to go out and do it you know make plans and and go do it um, so for me there's a, there is a bit of an acceptance here that I might I might get dizzy but um, 
I can't stay inside all the time. I can't live the rest of my life at home in fear that something might happen. You know, I've, I have plans, I have goals, I have dreams, I have visions, I have things I have to do, things I need to accomplish. And so do you. You have goals, you have dreams, you have plans, you have desires, and it's all out there. You just have to do it. I remember reading a book. It's one of my favorite books is uh, um, the autobiography of Richard P. Feynman, the nuclear physicist, um, part of the Manhattan Project in World War II. Uh, the book is called Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman. And if I remember correctly, at the end of the book, he talks about his adventures. Um, now, he had a lot of adventures in his life. You know, somebody recommended the book to me um, a while back. And I thought, why would I want to know about some physicist? I don't even like physics. <laughs> it's not my thing. Physics and math, not my thing at all. And they said, no, no, I think you'd like this book. So I gave the book a chance. I read the book. And he was right. I liked the book. I liked the book a lot. And it's one of my favorite books. I liked it because this guy, yeah, yeah, he was a, just a physicist. <laughs> I say just a physicist. He was one of the he's a Nobel Prize winner. So he wasn't just a physicist, but you know, he, he was a physicist. So he wasn't um he didn't have um we don't have that in common, him and I, that's for sure. Uh, but what we do have in common is a love for adventure and for doing stuff. And he did a lot of stuff in his life. He I don't know. It's it's been a few years since I read the book, but um you know, things like go to Rio de Janeiro and uh, marching in the Mardi Gras. Not just watching and spectating, you know, but he, he wanted to become a drummer, so he learned percussion. And he he um, joined one of the schools or marching band sort of things there, and he did that. He went to Japan. Um, of course, he was part of the Manhattan Project, the building of the, the hydrogen bomb. He became, became a safe cracker. Um, he became a, what do you call it? Man, so many things. One of the first pickup artists. You talk about pickup artistry in the book. Um, he became a still life drawer, and his his uh, his drawings. Um, not a still life, but a life drawer, figure drawing. I don't know what the right word for it. it you know, a life drawer, life artist. I don't know. It slips my mind. Um, where you draw nude people? He did that, and uh, he had his his uh, works in in gallery shows, and then he used that. He would go to to strip clubs and draw the ladies. Um, he would go to Las Vegas, and he would have adventures there, you know, with showgirls and celebrities, and you know, missing things. But he had an interesting life, and at the end of the book, he talked about his adventures, and I think I. I'm, I hope I'm quoting this right. I won't say the exact quote, but I hope I'm, I'm thinking of the right guy when he likened his adventures as to fishing. People ask him, how can I have an adventurous life like you? And he said, it was like fishing. You don't just cast a line in once and think, oh, I didn't catch a fish. You do it over and over and over again, and you stand there at the lake for hours at a time. He says, you know, he, would, he goes to Las Vegas, and many times and nothing happened. Yeah, in the book here, he's writing about the adventures he had there, but a lot of times you go there and it'd be a non-event, nothing really happened. So, yeah, he encouraged people to just keep going out there. Leave the front, your front door. Get out of the, get out of the house and get out there and something's going to happen. So that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to uh, get out more. 
um, I used to be in in bands, played a lot of music, and uh, being in a regular band isn't something that I can commit to right now because it's, you know, I won't be able to make it to every gig or every practice, right? So I don't want to hold anybody else back. But I I do go to open mics and performances. Um, I'm have a very active Instagram account now where I do music stuff. So if you want to check that out, I'm on RJ I'm RJ Dempsey on Instagram and also on YouTube. Um Yeah, I'm, I'm tomorrow night I'm going to my first Toastmasters meeting. You know that the public speaking group or club. Um so I'm going to try that. Uh great website, great resources meetup.com you want to go to different meetup groups whatever you're interested in language just show social events bowling i don't know hiking rock climbing music technology whatever it is just type that into the search box and and it'll find a meetup group near you um so i've used that many times um just to find a group of people to hang out with um and also keep visiting your friends keep visiting your family and um you know just just keep getting out there keep doing it um and live your life live your life to the fullest hello ryan back with one more final final uh, segment before i uh, close off this podcast episode um i just wanted to mention something um something cool Hopefully, hopefully this happens. It might not, but um, hopefully it happens. Uh, there's a guy named Charlie Jabbly. I think that's how you say his name. Um, I first heard him on a podcast um, a while back. I think it was the Order of Man podcast, if I remember correctly. Um, it was a while back, but his story was very inspiring, uh, very motivating. Uh, Charlie was. Uh, He's a young man, and he um, he became a CEO millionaire of a uh, of a musicians or music management uh, company, and um, you know he had clients like Two Chains and and that. So he was very successful. Like I said, became a millionaire, uh, but he was unhappy. He was depressed. He developed a brain tumor, and uh, he was also obese, uh, very overweight, and um, he decided he wanted to make a change. He decided that, and he did it. <laughs> he changed his life. He he lost all the the weight, and he became an athlete. Um, you know, he got his his business partners together, and he says, "You know what? Um, starting a new chapter in my life, I'm going to become an athlete." <laughs> that's uh, that's a huge thing to say. And when he said athlete, he meant it. He's talking. He was talking Nike sponsorship and things like that, um, which happened. He became sponsored by Nike. He um, he did like three marathons, um, rode his bike across America, um, became an Ironman. What else did he do? Um, he got his health um, improved so much that the tumor shrunk and I think went away. Um, um, what else did he do? He became sponsored by Nike, I think I mentioned. Uh, was on the cover of Runner's World, things like that. Uh, and um so and he's been uh he says his his thing is his story's not done yet there's there's so much more that he wants to do so he's very inspiring to me 
and probably would be inspiring to a lot of other people. But uh, I follow him on Instagram, and he, would, he kept mentioning on Instagram that he was trying to get on the biggest podcast, and that was his next goal. He wanted to, to be on the biggest podcast so he can get his story out to other people and inspire and motivate other people uh, to reach their dreams, to, to, to achieve their goals. Um, but for some reason... Um, he kept getting rejection letters or no replies or ignored or whatever from these podcasts and which is hard to believe because I thought man these this this guy has a very motivational story Um, I imagine he's trying to get on Joe Rogan (laughs) that would be like the ultimate to get on the Joe Rogan podcast but he says that he's getting replies saying that Charlie, you're just not big enough. You're not a celebrity enough. You're not you're not big enough of a celebrity to be on the podcast, which I find kind of hard to believe if that's coming from Joe Rogan. Uh, maybe it's coming from other people. I don't know. But I definitely think his story is big enough and inspiring enough. So it's just a matter of time before this guy is going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. But anyways, he posted to Instagram a video of him saying that he's going to reach out to everybody with the even the tiniest podcast. So if you have a tiny podcast, uh, email him and he's going to appear on your podcast. So I sent him an email. I said, I have a tiny podcast, a very tiny podcast, a teeny tiny podcast. And (laughs) you said you'd be happy to go on a tiny podcast. So here's your invite. I'd be honored to have him on my podcast. So I sent the email. I have yet to get a reply. So... But I thought, you know, I'm going to mention it on my, my podcast that, uh, you know, he's trying to get on, I'm assuming, Joe Rogan um, and, and, and other big podcasts. He's trying to get on podcasts. Well, I'm trying to get Charlie on my podcast. So, yeah. Come on, Charlie. Reply to my email. I'd be happy. I'd be honored and overjoyed to have you on my podcast Uh, I mentioned in the past that I just I'd love to have more conversations with people in interviews and things like that that's the direction I want to take this podcast at the moment it's mostly just me but in the future I want to do more interviews with inspiring people like Charlie Jebele yeah so I'm gonna leave it there and I'm just gonna um yeah I'll leave the podcast there I'm about to go for a walk get my 10,000 steps on the step uh, on the Fitbit and uh, I hope to to uh, record another episode soon within a week and uh, this this podcast episode will be up today it's monday and uh, i thank you for listening if you like what i do follow me on instagram i'm rj dempsey um and uh, on instagram and on youtube and on twitter oh and also i should mention this i got a blog back online my own personal website I was a big blogger back in the day. Uh, when I say big, I don't mean <laughs> I had a lot of visitors and I had a big time website or anything. I, I was big into it. That's what I meant. I was into to blogging back in the day. And I had my own website, rjdempsey.com. Now, I left that website dormant for so long and the domain registration expired. And somebody scooped the domain and... Now, if you go to rjdempsey.com, it, you might get a warning for like virus or ad, adware or whatever, and it's you'll see a bunch of Chinese characters. So it's like Chinese advertisements now, which is sad because <laughs> I like that domain name because it's it's um, I have RJ Dempsey across all social media online. But whatever, 
mistakes were made by myself. So I, I, re- I registered a new domain name, RyanJDempsey.com. So if you want to check out the website sometime in the future, because there's not much up there now, feel free. Um, so that's Ryan, R-Y-A-N-J, the letter J, and Dempsey, D-E-M-P-S-E-Y.com, no spaces. But yeah, let's uh, let's uh, hook up online anywhere anywhere you find me. <laughs> I'd be happy to to uh, to uh, keep in touch with anybody out there, anybody who's listening. So thank you very much if you listen to this whole episode, and we'll talk to you next time.